All right, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Summit. My name is Mr. Grimm, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Pop Rossi, serial entrepreneur. And today we have a Pop Rossi, uh, Pop Rossi special, if you will. He's going to be talking to us about what is it again? MLMs or multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. Ooh, okay, so this is going to be quite an interesting one. This is to make sure that you people out there don't get scammed into losing your money. So. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little intro into what these are, Paparazzi? So, uh, a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing are two different things. I wouldn't say completely different things. There, there's a very fine line between the two. Pyramid schemes are completely illegal, and they they get shut down a lot. Um, multi-level marketing is basically the legal version of a pyramid scheme. But just because it's legal, definitely still don't do it. Uh, stay away. In fact, multi-level marketing is more toxic and more damaging to you than a pyramid scheme, actually, because of the way they keep you in it for longer. Um, but we're going to get into that. Um, the difference between multi-level marketing, pyramid scheme, uh, it's, it's pretty complex. But I'll go ahead and just say the, the short answer is uh, multi-level marketing has a product and pyramid scheme doesn't. That's pretty much the the main difference I see so I have a, a little bit of history just just a smidge of pyramid scheme at least I believe it was a pyramid scheme this was back when I was I think 21 or mm-hmm. something along those lines my cousin was part of this insurance company that's probably probably one of them right, right. because you did you did just say that it's yeah no no product right so essentially they were selling a type of insurance mm-hmm. and it, all it was, was was like some kind of card and I don't remember the specifics behind it, but it was, you have this card and you have all of this kind of legal protection. Essentially, they were selling like all this legal protection. Mm-hmm. And again, the biggest thing they were pushing is that if you buy, you become part of the company. And then now you, being part of the company, can sell the same insurance to mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And so when, and then when they sell to other people, you will get a commission off of their sales. Mm-hmm. And then those, so it's like, if I got two people to buy my insurance and then, you know, I got money from that. And then those two people each get two more people. I get money from them. Mm-hmm. And then, and it essentially as you makes a pyramid, yeah, it makes a pyramid, right? Cause I'm at, in, in a situation I'm at the top, but I'm at the top of my level because mm-hmm. obviously there's people that are, would be higher than, than me. So mm-hmm. it's one of those situations. I never did it. Uh, my cousin was the one who did it. And it was funny because his mom was even convincing me to do it. She's like, it looks so good, Michael. Why don't you try it? Yeah. I was like, I <laughs> it don't does. have any legal issues. <laughs> it, it always looks good. And the people who are in it, if they're in it for any length of time, they're really good at selling. Oh, and yeah, and as a businessman, I admire these people for their sales sales prowess. Mm-hmm. But I don't like them because they're toxic and they're they're basically scamming you. And the thing is a lot of people who who might come up to you and like, hey, I haven't seen you since high school and this is kinda how it works. Like I haven't seen you since high school. Let's let's grab a cup of coffee and get, catch up. And then right. they, they get into the, the coffee shop and like, hey how's it been? How how you going? How or how how are things going? Um I remember you used to talk to so and so are you still together? Oh you guys are married. Oh how is life? You know, how's your job? You know, and he's like, um what do you like? You like your job? What do you like about your job? What would you change about your job? Would you want more money? And then that's when they're starting to suck you in. Like, right. oh, so money's pretty important to you, right? So, what if I told you I have a business opportunity that can give you a lot of money, and you don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it? I spend twenty hours a week on this, and I'm making hundreds, hundred thousand dollars a month, and I would like to get you in on it. 
and this is kind of how the sales pitch goes. I sound like I'm, you know, right. like I'm doing it, you know. But um, then you ask them, like, so what is it? What, what am I selling? What's the business? And they're like, ah, I don't want to tell you right now. You know, um, there's people who can tell you better than I can. How about you go to this seminar? How about you go to this meeting? And this is how they do it. That's exactly what happened to me. Exactly. Yeah. I went to the seminar. So they're like, uh, I could tell you, but I'll probably butcher it. So how about I get, put you in... Um, this seminar, this guy, he's like multi-billionaire and he's been in it for years and he can tell you exactly what to do. And then let's say you go to the seminars, right? Uh, you go to the seminar and the person on stage isn't telling you about the product. No one's ever going to tell you about the product. Not really. They might, you know, touch on it first, a few seconds. But then I'm like, um, the person on the stage, I'm like, hey, welcome everybody. You guys are probably here because somebody, you know, brought you in here. But today we're going to be talking about how to be successful. And that's all they're going to talk about is success and money and cars and houses and success and success and success no one's ever going to say what the product is and they might not even say what the name of the company is for a long time like that's the name of the company and the product are the thing they talk about the least so then like for example let's go back to the coffee shop like if you're talking to them like hey so what are you selling and they're like i can't tell you i, I mean i don't want to tell you because i don't want to butcher it and you're like okay so what's the company name like oh well i don't want to say right now because you know i don't want to you know mess up the name or mess up the i don't want to mess up this pitch so i want you to go to this meeting mm-hmm. and the reason why they don't want to tell you the name is because if you google the name it's almost always going to end in like the the search engine is going to be like so such and such scam such and such, you know, pyramid scheme. I see. So they don't want you to research it before because then you, you're not going to go to the meeting. Right. So that's that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your experience, like how... So going back to it, again, I was like 21 and it was I, it was something about insurance. That's, that's all I knew. And essentially it was like, you got this card and so if you ever got pulled over by the cops, all you had to do was show them your license and show them this card and I guess you'd basically get away scot-free. They were basically selling like get out of jail free cards. So it's mm-hmm. like thinking of it now, it was like you can essentially break the law. Mm-hmm. And then when you get pulled over, you just flash this card along with your driver's license and the cop will basically leave you alone. You can continue on your business. And the guy at the seminar, he had done this whole thing where he specifically said that he had gone to court and this and this is what made him create the the product i guess Mm -hmm. Uh, he had gone to court and i think they had said that he was speeding and he did not have a lawyer he was basically his own lawyer right that's the whole point Mm -hmm. and so he was like objection your honor uh that information is not valid because they have not conducted a recalibration of their speeder whatsoever, mm. you know. And I, I guess he knew the law, which was like, you know, speed speedometers need to be recalibrated in order to properly uh, track uh, speeding. And if it's not, then it cannot be considered a valid estimate. And so the judge looks over and he's like, did you guys recalibrate your speedometer? And the cop said no. So he says, I'm sorry, sort of wasting your time. Case closed. And he mm. just like... Hits the gavel, right? That was the story that he presented, and of course the audience just ate it up. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was laughing and like giggling and oh my god, that's so cool. This guy's like the greatest thing. And you know, he's very respectful looking, and I guess that was the thing, right? He walked like he just owned everything within his vicinity. He was very uh, he you ever heard of the Warren Harding effect? Mm-mm. It's uh this is kind of a tangent, but essentially Warren Harding was one of our presidents, and the only reason he won president is because he looked the part of being a president. He was very good looking, very handsome and tall, and things. And so he won the presidential vote. 
one of the worst presidents we ever had because he had absolutely mm -hmm. no presidential qualities whatsoever. Mm -hmm. He drank and was with women all the time. And so this what this kind of guy was is that he looked and presented himself as like a high quality entrepreneur. And so everybody perceived him to be that. But in reality, he was just a thief. He just scamming people out of their money. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I don't know what happened, but my cousin just left that company for obvious reasons because he wasn't getting any money, even mm -hmm. though he had sold to several of the people and they were selling. I don't know the whole specifics behind it, but eventually that company was found out, I think, or something along those lines, but they just discontinued it. So he had to look for another job. So, but I'm sure whoever was starting the company and like his execs probably made off with a quick, you know, cold million dollars for all we know. Mm -hmm. But that's my basic experience. I didn't get roped into it, even though it sounded like really convincing to me. I was actually just too broke to to pay into it. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they do. They get you to pay into it. Um, usually they'll have you pay for like a license for that. Um, or you can pay for a, a bundle and mm. sell that bundle. Um, but they, they always like to, they, to preach that you'll be your own boss and you'll be have, have financial freedom. And then if you talk to them at the coffee shop and you say, oh, I don't have that much time to really get into this kind of business. They're like, oh, you don't need that much time. I only spend 20 hours a week. And I'm doing great. But as soon as you get into it, they're like, we need you to sign more people up. We need you to, like, if you're not succeeding, it's because you're not spending enough time signing people up. So now it goes from 20 hours a week to like 20 hours a day, you know? So they, they like to lie a lot. Um, they also want you to be a product of the, of the product. Like you said before, you have to buy into this insurance or whatever it is. And then now you are a part of the company. And then you want to sell to other people the same insurance that you have. And they like to say like, well, we don't want, for example, if they're selling like household goods, we don't want them to come to your house and then they see you using all this Ikea stuff. So you got to buy our stuff. So when they come into the house, they see that you actually are using the stuff that you're selling. And so they want you to buy it. So basically, the, the money's filtering upwards because you're buying the product. And then every dime that you spend on the product is going up, you know, the chain. Right, right, right. And, um... And, and that's not a business. A bis and the business is not money going up. It's money going down. You know, right. you know the CEO is making all the money, and then they're paying everybody below them. So if you're make, if money's going upwards, that's not a good business. Like who's gonna who's gonna start a business and then get paid by people who they hire? It doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. Right. And you shouldn't have to pay to work. You know, that's what working is for. So yeah, you can get paid. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because essentially, if you are if you have to buy into it, which is usually like a subscription base, from my experience, mm -hmm. you still have to pay that subscription to be part of the company in order yeah. to sell yeah. to other people. Because yeah. once you no longer have that subscription, you can't be considered part of the company because you don't even have the product. Like, why would you sell a product mm -hmm. if you don't believe in it? If you don't even own it, you know. Yeah. So I think that's another like really nefarious way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I've asked questions because I've I've been in these these games before. I've been in maybe two or three of them and I've never lost a substantial amount of money out of it because I'm just that that a-hole that just asks too many questions. So mm -hmm. I, I I never take things at face value. I never just trust blindly anybody. I'm always asking questions and I feel like if someone is annoyed by me asking questions then I probably shouldn't be around them. So I've asked these questions. I asked, like, why do I need to pay for, why, why am I paying to start this? And they're like, oh, well, you need to get the CDs that, so they can, they're just CDs that, for inspirational leaders and stuff. Like, why don't you just give them to me then? Or they're like, 
Well, we have a processing fee of like, let's say 150 bucks just to process so that, you know, they can put your account on, on their servers or whatever. I'm like, why don't you just pay for that for me? If this company is so prestigious and so like rich and, and making so much money hand over fist, why not just pay my 150 because I'm an investment to your company. Exactly. I'm going to bring you money pay my 150 for me why can't you do that and yeah. they're like oh you gotta pay so i'm like this doesn't make any sense as a because i'm a i'm a business-minded individual so i'm thinking of things you know top down like ceo to you know ground floor not from ground floor to ceo so i'm thinking of as a businessman if i had a company that i knew that anybody in this company was going to bring money my way i'm going to pay for whatever i they need to be in my company. I'm, I'll pay for your processing fee, hundred fifty dollars, because I know you can bring me hundred fifty dollars a day. So it's not even a problem. But they don't see it like that. And another question that um, difference between a regular person and a business-minded individual and entrepreneur is: a regular person is going to ask, "Where, uh, where's my money?" And a, a business person and entrepreneur is going to ask, "Where's your money?" So if I'm going into a business and someone's like, hey, you're going to make this much money, you're going to make this, blah, blah, blah. I'm asking myself, where is your money? What do you get out of it? Because if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably it probably is too good to be true. If I'm only making money, if I'm only worried about my money, then I need to I need to know where you're getting your money. Because if, if you sell me a $10 item for $10, you're not making any money. And to me, that's a problem. Because what are you doing? What what's going on where you can afford to give me a ten dollar item for ten dollars? You know, a regular person might be like, okay, I just got a good deal. Like, no, there's something something not hap- something bad's happening. Right. So I'm always asking, what do you get out of this? So um, that's kind of the the mindset you have to go to go into if you get approached by these people. And the way you get approached is usually somebody will hit you up like from. Hey, I haven't seen you since high school. I haven't seen you since college, or out of out of nowhere, like, hey, how are you doing? Like, what? Just random stuff, something from like Facebook or something like that. Somebody from Facebook might hit you up, or they might if because they start off by going to their friends and family. That's of how course. they, yeah, that's yeah. that's how they tell them like, hey, if I'm gonna get you into this, first thing I want you to do is write down a hundred. You know, everybody that you can think of that you've you know met before high school middle school as far back as you can go um anybody that you may talk to maybe a, a store clerk that you talk to every time you go shopping put everybody's name down we're going to go through this list and we're going to cold call all these people so with that being said you may end up on one of these lists because you may have talked to somebody you may have went to school with somebody whatever the case may be so you're going to get hit up and eventually they're going to get past all of the friends and family and and high school f- colleagues and then co-workers and blah 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 and then it gets like you know i've talked to this person once i've ran to this person once so you might be that person so like hey or you might not even be in their list at all you could be like hey um i was talking to mary of i guess you know mary she said that you're a great person you're a business person and that you might be interested in making more money so then you're just now you're getting suckered in like hey so mary would like you to come to one of these meetings and 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 see if you would like to make some so much some money and she said that you're you know a great business person that you're real smart and you'll probably be an asset and that's how they kind of get you and then it, you know goes to coffee shops Panera Breads or Starbucks or whatever the case may be <laughs> right and then they start to try to get you into these big seminars these big group meetings or Zoom calls I guess now 
But um, yeah, watch out for those things. Yeah, I think I've had a, I've had those a, a, a few times. Mm. I know, and it's never been from family, luckily. Uh, but it's always been from friends that I went to with high school, I think. Where they're yeah. like, hey, how are you? Uh, I hope everything is great. Check it out. I just got into this really cool new business where we do all these cool things. And, and I'm just like, okay, mm. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, good job. You know, I, I'm not really interested. Have fun. Yeah. You know, I, I usually just don't, I just ignore them. I, like, I look at the, the message and be like, okay, they're trying to get me to be part of it. And mm. I'm just, I'm not doing that. So. Good for you. Hopefully, you make a killing. Yeah, you're, you're probably one of their first cold calls or whatever you want to call it. Right. But as they get more into it, they get more sinister and more like secretive about it and more like mission impossible with it. So they might hit you up and then you're like, hey, how are you doing? You're like, you know, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine too. And then they might ask you about your, your, your family and blah, blah, blah. And then that's the end of the conversation next day or next week like hey so you know how is things are still going great and um hey you know what let's just you know go for coffee and hang out and get to know each other or not get to know each other but like you know catch up, catch up and whatnot and then you go to co- go get coffee and they're asking you about your life and then they start to like key in on things like oh so it sounds like your job is not that great like what's the problem like what would you like what, what would you like to do or i remember you used to um be really smart at this like why um, have you, you should start your own business or blah blah blah. So they're, they're, they're basically picking you apart slowly. They're not going to hit you with everything at once. They're, they're basically becoming your friend and then they're making it seem like everything is your decision. Like you brought up the whole my job sucks or you know what I mean? They're not like they, they didn't probe you for. And then they may sometimes they may even um, if there's a product, they may even use that product. And then you may see the results of that product. For example, like if it's a hair care product and then you go to their Facebook, you're like, hey, your hair looks nice. Like, oh, really? I use this product and it's really great. Uh, And uh, let's let's go to let's go have a coffee and then I'll show you the product. And then you go have coffee and they they show you the product like, hey, how about you take it home, use it. And then we'll, you know, let me know, you know, tomorrow, whatever. And how do you like the product and then you go to use it and you come back like it's it's great i like it it's like oh really i could sell you this one but how about this i can actually set you up and you can be your own business owner and then you can sell it to other people and you know how well it works so you you know it's a good product so you can sell it to other people and you can make money and sell it and use it and all that stuff and then that's how they get you so there's so many different tactics i'm i'm pretty much key to all their little tricks so <laughs> I see. yeah good luck for them trying to get me yeah ain't gonna happen right yeah um sometimes so they, they tell you you're gonna be a, a business owner mm-hmm. some companies will call you an ibo an independent business owner I see. and basically they they try to give you like these um these goals to sign up three people mm-hmm. and sometimes they're like you have to buy this bundle package. It's got a bunch of samplers in it so you can show people and it costs 50 bucks. But you can also get the fast track package which costs 500 bucks and it comes with even more stuff. And if you get six people under you in six months, then you're fast tracked to the, you know, to get higher percentage from their stuff because you may get like 3% from these three people but if you get the fast track package you get 6% from these people it's like oh wow but you can only get this fast track within the first week or so of signing up so now you're like oh well I have to get this because I can't you know decide later I want to get it because it's not going to be available anymore 
You know, that actually reminds me of another one that I had. This was back when I was in the Marine Corps. Mm. You ever heard of a, I'm sure it doesn't exist anymore, because otherwise it would still be like out there. Mm. It was called Verve. You ever heard of that? Mm. V-E-R-V-E. This was back when I was in North Carolina, and a couple of my Marines were the ones who were telling me about it. And the only reason why it caught my attention was because it was actually like a product. It was a energy protein kind of drink. Mm -hmm. And so... I walked into the office one day and they were just, you know, they were drinking and I was like, what is that? I've never seen it because I didn't see it at the shop ads or anything. And they're like, oh yeah, I ordered this. It's uh, it's Verve. It's this really cool company. They have all these like high quality energy drinks with protein and vitamins. And I was like, oh, okay. That sounds pretty good. And they offered me a free one. They're like, here, you have my, like, I have an extra one. So I, I drank it and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Mm. And I didn't realize at the time that I had been hooked. Yeah. Like they had got me. They got you. They got me at that mo at that moment. So I was like, okay. So I ended up buying a case. But I, the thing is, I never became part of the company. Mm -hmm. I, again, I've never been part of the pyramid scheme in terms of like trying to sell to others. Mm -hmm. So I bought the case because I wanted to drink it, and it was legitimately pretty good. But then they had a. I guess you can call it a seminar at like somebody's house. Of course, yeah. So, and there, there was a lot more people than I initially thought. Uh, it was like maybe like 35 Marines. <clears throat> and so we all go there and they're talking about it. And it was just kind of like the thing that they were selling was the community. They weren't, that was their pitch. It's like, you can buy Verve, but the reason we want to sell you Verve is because we want you to be part of a group. Exactly. Right. So it's, it, they were never trying to promote the product as being yeah. superior in any way. They were trying to sell the community. So it's like, if you buy Verve, you're part of the Verve community and we're all like super energetic and we're loving people and we're cool and all this kind of stuff. And, but the product wasn't that great. That's what I found out. And I remember one day <clears throat> because I ended up uh, leaving North Carolina. I had to cancel my subscription. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I told the lady, I was like, hey, I need to cancel my subscription. They attack you. Yes, they immediately <laughs> attacked me. They're like, why do you want to cancel your subscription? Yeah. Like, not no friendly tone. No, mm. okay, I, I understand, sir. But can I ask why? Just for, you know, for, for our, you know, intel sake. She was like, why do you want to cancel? Mm. And I was like, well, because I'm no longer living here. And the thing is, I'm going to be moving, and, and, then, I, don't, and I don't know yeah. why. That was my, my key thing. I was like, I'm moving. I don't know what my address is going to be. So, like, I have to currently cancel so that I can reapply for a subscription once I figure out my new address. Mm. And when I told her that, she wasn't too pleased about it. But, you know, she was just like, okay, sir, I understand. I'll go ahead and cancel your subscription. Mm. You know, just real quick and, like, to the point. Mm. No emotion whatsoever. So, I'm like, clearly... That was the moment when I realized, I was like, this is this is going to go nowhere. This is clearly a scheme. Like, the energy drinks were fine. They were good. They taste good. I don't really know if they had all kinds of proteins and minerals in it. They were probably just, like, low-quality chocolate beverages or whatever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it, But it wasn't until I actually had gone to that seminar when I realized, like, the biggest thing that they were pitching was never the product itself. Exactly. They, they were, never talk about the product or the name of the company. Yeah. They just community and yeah, you know, success. Yeah, that was the whole thing. They're like, yeah, you know who else uses this product? You know, so celebrities. So celebrities, they yeah. drink these things. We can be part of their community. And I was like, oh, okay. But I'm like, I want to know how good this thing is. Like, can you show me some kind of scientific results as to like how this outperforms Gatorade or whatever the case may be? Mm -hmm. Nothing. 
Yeah, and it's like we're not, we don't advertise, we don't have commercials, we're never going to be in any stores. Yeah. We're, you know, it's direct to consumer, all that stuff, and you're you're the distributor, and it's it's a bunch of lies to tell you. Have you ever seen the movie Inception? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of like you know when you realize you're sleeping in the movie. Mm-hmm. Or you do something too often or like too familiar, then everybody, all the people around start to attack the creator or attack the, the um, foreign right, person. Right, right. That's kind of how it is. Like yeah. you're cool. You're part of the family and everybody's moving and doing their thing. But as soon as you say that you don't want to be a part of it, I mean, you were just you're just buying it. But like if you're in it and you try to quit, everybody that's in it will attack you. And then if you're in it or if you're trying to get in it and then somebody like your family members like hey i don't i think this is a pyramid scheme or or simply i just not interested then the people who are in it your upline is what they call it usually upline uplink okay. whatever they want to you know insert name whatever but the people above you will tell you get rid of those friends you don't need any friends that don't like this product basically mm-hmm. so they, they basically try, try to isolate you and try to um take you away from all of your support, your actual friends and your family, and then they just indoctrinate you into their life. So then now you're dependent on them for human interaction, for everything. Right. So that's kind of what they try to sell you. Yeah, and the only way to continue that human interaction is to continue buying that product. Exactly, and then the, the community is pretty strong. So if you try to get out of it, you've already um, ostracized yourself. You already got rid of all your friends and family. So if you try to get out of it, you have not okay. too much support because everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, I told you so. You're an idiot. I don't like you anymore. Right. Get out of here." So your only friends are all attacking you now because you're trying to get out of it. But the the truth in most people's situation is, even though you ostracize yourself from the, your family, if you get out of the business and then you let people know you're out of the business, they'll be like, "Yeah, well, I'll just kind of wait for you to you know snap out of it." And they'll, they'll usually bring you back in, depending on the you know the people, obviously. Right. But. You're not going to be alone. If you get out of it, people are going to like welcome you back in. They're going to make fun of you probably. Like, hey, you're an idiot forever yeah. getting into that. But welcome back to the real world. Right. Made my mistakes, but I learned my lesson. Yeah. And they'll actually, they'll try to, depending on how high the people are, they'll try to attack you. Like if you make a YouTube video or something like that, they'll try mm-hmm. to shut you down. They'll try to hit you with like copyright strikes or defamation claims, or all kinds of stuff. They, they're real serious about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize it goes that bad. So... I haven't really seen any of these schemes mm. in maybe like 10 years. Are they still like out and about? Oh, they're everywhere. Really? And they're actually way more common than you think. Really? Like you've probably seen them. You've probably um, been a patron of them uh, and just didn't know about it. Like they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, Tupperware is, a, is one. It used to be one. It, Wait, Tupperware is a scam? It's not. A, I wouldn't say it's a scam. The way that it started, it was like a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Is um, they didn't have stuff in stores, from what I understand. This is way back in, you know, when I was maybe one or two years old. But they didn't have. Their, I don't think their stuff was in the stores. So they they so they gave the stuff to their the people in the business or the people in the business bought the stuff, and then they would sell it door to door, and they had like these Tupperware parties. So if I don't know, maybe your mom probably or your dad's probably been to a Tupperware. Most likely, your mom's probably been to like a Tupperware party sometime in her her life, mm-hmm. or at least heard about it, because they usually target like females and stay-at-home moms. Was back in the day when only like 33 percent of uh, females were working and everyone else was at home, they right. targeted the the housewives because like here here's a way you can make money. 
you can start, set up these little parties and then get all your friends involved, all your other housewife friends and whatever, and then you can sell it to them and then they can sell it to their friends and so on and so forth and the pyramid gets bigger. So they would um, they would have these Tupperware parties where they buy all these Tupperware stuff from out of these uh, magazines and brochures. They didn't have the internet back then. So, and the Tupperware is great. It's actually a pretty good product in itself. It's super expensive. It's way overpriced, but I see. it's an actual, actually a good product. I have some at home because I buy it at the store. But um, they will show you these really good products that will keep your stuff fresh longer than whatever you were using at the time. I don't know what they used at the time before that. And that was an actual good product. But I guess somewhere down the line, 10, 20 years later, they moved away from that, and now their stuff's in the stores. So you can just go to the store and buy a Tupperware container. And okay. like Tupperware is kind of like the name of storage things, just like right, jet right, skis, right. the name of that, and you know, jacuzzi is the name of hot tubs. But mm-hmm. you know, it's actually a brand. So um, that's one of them. Avon Lady is a makeup company. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Mary Kay is another makeup company, and you do like Mary Kay parties where mm-hmm. they will order. The person in the company would order the product and then they'll have like makeup parties and they'll do makeup on people then like hey have a seat you know wash off your makeup and we're going to put makeup on you and this is the product that we're going to use and they're going to they like it usually because they're getting it from somebody they trust so they have this bias about it mm-hmm. so they like it and they end up selling it to other people um i want to say curb not curvy but vacuum cleaners they would go door to door selling vacuum cleaners uh-huh. Remember that? Mm, I do actually. So they had that. They have Amway now, Primerica, mm-hmm. uh, Monet or Monet or something like that, and this this a whole list of companies. And you've probably ran into maybe not even known it. You know, they have like Rodan and Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably seen it probably on Facebook. If you're scrolling through Facebook, you might have seen one of your friends with well, a whole bunch of pictures of like makeup or they, they, their whole identity online is this thing. So you might have seen it and just scroll past it because it's just so common now. I think I actually did see somebody do that. One of my friends, but I can't remember if she was starting her own like makeup company or mm-hmm. if she was starting a makeup company from another. It could be, what was mm-hmm. it, Mary or Anne Mary or whatever it was? Mary Kay? Mary Kay. Yeah. It could have been that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but so far, I've only seen one of my friends do that on Facebook, but I, I don't really yeah. look at Facebook as much anymore. Yeah, so. me either. But yeah, it's, they, they try to make you make the, you have to be a product of the products, what they say. You mm-hmm. have to buy the product. You have to be, um, the product has to be your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if it's a makeup company, they're going to want you to put posts on your Facebook, on your TikTok, on your Twitter, on your Instagram, pictures of the makeup. And they and you can even go on their website. They have like pre-made advertisement, whatever. You can post those or you can just like take pictures holding the makeup up or show like the application process of the makeup. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this all the time on like Instagram. I usually unfollow the people immediately because I'm like, That's, <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Right, right. But they make it the whole life. And it, it seems like if you're looking, you know, if you're looking at it from the outside in and like you don't know about multi-level marketing or pyramid schemes like I do, like I see right through it. But other people might see it like, wow, this person seems to be having a great life. They, they seem to be really into this product. 
maybe I should DM them and see what this product's all about. Mm-hmm. And then now you're in. <laughs> now they're now they're about now to you hook got you. Caught, yep. Yeah. So they'll either make you a, a business, not business partner, because you're gonna be below them. But they make you like in the business, or they're gonna try to sell you the product. They're usually gonna try to sell you the product, First, and like, yeah. well, if you like it, you can sell it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that's one thing to look out for is people who out of nowhere just changed their entire online presence to a certain product mm. so that's another thing to look out for that's very interesting I, i'll have to double check and see i don't i haven't like i said i haven't checked out my social media for a little while i mostly just do instagram a couple things like that and mm. most of my friends are just like artists and stuff so yeah i haven't seen no makeup thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a big one makeup and anything that they can basically pedal to stay-at-home moms or or women that are just at home all the time and they just need money or they they like to sell to minorities because minorities are more susceptible to um their whatever you want to call it their their tactics and also minorities are more a tight-knit group so if you can get one person um, to set sign up, then you know everybody in their community is going to support them, and right. then, you know they're also going to sign up as well. Also, they um, target people who aren't in the best positions in life. Say, for example, they have a horrible job, or they just quit the job, or they just got fired from the job. Then they target those people because they're like, well, with you, you obviously need money, so here's an opportunity to make some more money. God, I just gotta say that's. That yeah. is so horrendous. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're already down on your luck, yeah. to target somebody who just lost their job to basically milk more money out of them, yeah. like, you have to be the worst kind of person. Oh, that's that's, say. that's not even the worst part of it. So, sometimes, let's say, for example, like I said, you have, if you're not in the best position in life, then they'll target you. Sometimes, if your family's not in the best position in their life, they'll target you. For example, if you have a parent or a relative that's ha- that's going undergoing chemo mm-hmm. and they they have cancer, right? And you talk to this person from high school from you know a long time ago, and like, hey, uh, how is everything going? Like, oh man, so I just actually heard my aunt has cancer; she's undergoing chemo. Like the whole family's like torn up about it and blah blah blah. Like, oh, that, I'm sorry to hear that. I have this opportunity that can help you make a lot of money and you can support your your aunt better. So they will use your aunt's cancer to sell to you. So they're like, well, you're obviously in a bad position. Or you could say like my grandma died and um, it's been a funeral cost. Yeah, funeral cost. And she only left us so much money like, oh, well, we can help you with that. Join this business and you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month and you can pay for the funeral and blah, blah, blah. And they will use anything that they can. They'll use any tragedy that you have to sell to you. And sometimes they'll make up the tragedy themselves. They're like, yeah, I, my grandma died. She left, left me $10,000. I used that $10,000 to start this business. Now that $10,000 is $10 million. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I, I just want to say that to those listeners out there, if you have ever considered doing this kind of treatment, please don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't want you kind of people around here. That's horrible. <laughs> that is the most nefarious kind of person. Here at the summit, we talk about how to become the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. and that is the complete opposite of what you want to be. Exactly. You never want to be taking advantage of people in such a dire situation. That is just 
the worst possible thing you can do for your own image, but let alone like hurting other people, that's not the way we do it here. Yeah, so we want to um, make sure that you know the type of people that are going to, and another person that they, or type of person that they try to target are entrepreneurs. You know, obviously people who want to make their own money, be their own boss and, Makes you know, sense. financial freedom, they will target you hard and then they'll attack your ego and like well if you don't want this then then are you really an entrepreneur are you really trying are you or maybe you should just go work a job or job or just over broke or you know that that's kind of what they do they'll attack you and then if they're doing their pitch and you sometimes even you mention a pyramid scheme or usually they'll eventually get to a pyramid scheme even if you don't mention it like yeah so this is how it works you sign this people up you sign these people up it's not a pyramid scheme, and they usually say that. Right. And any company that has to tell you it's not a pyramid scheme, <laughs> probably it's probably a pyramid, a pyramid scheme. scheme. Yeah, if yeah. they have to justify why they're not bad, they're probably bad without provocation. So, they're like, it's not a pyramid scheme. You know, Starbucks a pyramid scheme. They have a CEO, they have a CFO, they have a vice president, and then you know, down below they have you know the store managers and blah blah. blah. That's a pyramid, right? So it's a Starbucks a pyramid scheme, and they try to hit you with that. Like, no, Starbucks is a corporation, right. and the person above me is my boss. So like in this company. I, and I don't pay my boss anything. I make money by producing a product. So the money that's produced goes to the boss and down to me. Right. I get a cut of it's, whatever that. Yeah, it's yeah. honestly circular in yeah. a way. So they'll try to hit you with that, like, oh, McDonald's is a, a pyramid scheme too, or uh, whatever, you know, insert job name is a pyramid scheme because they have the hierarchy and, and there's only one CEO and then there's like 100,000, you know, sells people at the bottom and then as you go up it gets it's slimmer like no because the money goes down and in this pyramid scheme the money goes up and you don't have to if you're working at starbucks you don't have to hire three baristas below you to hire three baristas below them like that's not how it works so the pyramid scheme or mlm and i'm gonna use them interchangeably but they're slightly different but um the difference between them and corporations is the fact that um they operate off of making money from recruitment rather than making money from selling products. So that's why I mentioned before, none of these comp, all these companies have, all, all the MLM companies have a product. Uh, the difference between the MLM and the pyramid schemes, like one has a product, one doesn't. There's not too many pyramid schemes out today. Now they're all MLMs, which is essentially, you know, pyramid scheme, but they have a product. So um, let's say Mary Kay has the makeup. And the makeup is an actual product. You can actually buy Mary Kay. You might actually like Mary Kay. But usually the product, and you you mentioned the drinks, they're actual drinks. You can actually buy them. They right, actually right. have a taste to them. They're actually decent. I'm, I'm assuming I never tried it, but they're pretty sure they're decent. They're probably not winning any you know, quality awards, like best of awards, but they're decent. And sometimes you might want a Sprite. Sometimes you might want a ABC drink, you know? Right, right. It's, it's not horrible. But it's not the best. But they're going to charge you. ABC drink is going to cost twice as much as a Sprite, even though it's not better. So they actually have a product, but you don't make money off the product. You make money off of recruiting people. So if you have a drink company, and it's an MLM drink company, like your friend DeVerve or whatever. Right. The Verve probably costs a lot of money. It's probably pretty expensive. And I'm pretty sure, let's say... A bottle of Verve costs like two dollars, three dollars, right? 
So if you go to their website, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna try, they're gonna make you go to their website for affiliate link and all that stuff. They're gonna charge you two twenty or two thirty. So they're making like thirty cents off of a, a can. Right. So imagine trying to make money selling sodas or drinks for like thirty cents a bottle. You're not gonna make any money, right? So what they try to tell you is, if you sign three people up. You're gonna get a percentage of the, the entire 230, not just the 30 cents overcharge that you put on there. You're gonna get a, a percentage of the 230 or 2,030 cents from all three people, and you don't have to sell anything. And then if they have people under them, you're gonna get a, a smaller percentage, but still a percentage of that as well. Right. So if you have this huge pyramid below you, you're gonna get all this little, you know, trickle. It's all going to trickle up. These cents are going to trickle up, and there's going to be way more than what you can sell on your own. Right. So you actually make it. You can only make money by recruiting people. Because, and the reason why I know this, because I was actually involved in one of these little pyramid schemes before I got roped into it. Mm-hmm. I probably spent like two, three hundred dollars on it, like a hundred, hundred and something dollars for the investment, and then I bought like a couple of sample packages. Mm-hmm. The products were decent. They weren't good. So if you go to Walmart, you see like great, I think it's great value, whatever, oh, like yeah, the yeah. super generic second, brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you look at great value, you see generic, right? Mm-hmm. So all the products that I was I was selling were super generic looking. Like they were clear, white labels, like didn't have any color scheme to it. It was just like super generic. It looked like less than great value. Right. So, um, and I, and I, you know, bought into the whole product of the product. I try to, like, change my laundry soap to their laundry soap. It sucked. And I try to change my drink choice to their little energy drinks that had a lot of B12 in it. And it tasted like chemicals. It, I don't know what B12 tastes like, but I'm pretty sure it tastes like that drink. <laughs> so um, I did that. I tried selling it. And I'm a businessman. So I'm thinking of how to scale up. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I have a shop. Why don't I just buy a bunch of this stuff and stock it in my shop and then people just come here and buy this stuff themselves. So I'm reading the fine print so I don't get in trouble. And um, uh, chapter four dot three or whatever says, you can't put this in a retail store, whether it's your retail store or your friend's retail store. You can't put it in a retail store. You can't, it, this company can't be affiliated with other people's company basically. And then it also said the next, the next paragraph said, you can't do um, pop-up shops or like you can't do events unless the event is less than 24 hours long and you have to get um, prior approval from the actual company 30, 30 days before because they had to have time to like either deny or you know give you permission. So I'm like, wait a minute. At the very beginning, this is all said I was an IBO, an independent business owner. What right. am I owning if I can't sell my own product? Exactly. If you are an independent business owner, but you need permission to do things with yeah. your so-called business, are you really the owner? Exactly. I couldn't rebrand it. It had its own name, and I couldn't sell it in my own store. I couldn't sell it at events. I couldn't do like a little pop-up table unless I had permission. So I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? What is? It? And then I tried to talk to the person who brought me into it. And every question I had, it was like, like Inception. The more I kept asking questions, the more everyone was looking at me like I'm crazy. And like this, this guy, he's he's an enemy. He's a he's a virus. He's a he's a um, parasite or whatever. So I'm asking, I'm like, hey, why can't I sell? this stuff in my store and he's like oh that's not how you're supposed to do it you shouldn't do that anyways you should be focused more on recruiting people and also 
because I'm a businessman. I want to do everything myself. I don't care to recruit anybody. I wasn't right. trying to cold call anybody or trying to rope my friends or my high school people or my my kindergarten best friend. I'm not trying to get him into this company. I'm just going to do it myself. Right. And if anything, I might get a, a close family member who might just be interested. I'm not going to like convince them, but if they're interested, then they can join me. But I'm not really going to go out and look for people. And I told my upline or uplink, I was like, hey, I don't really care to call people. I don't care to make this list and call all these people. I just want to do it myself. I can do great by myself. I can just this. They call them legs. Like the people that you bring in are legs. Okay. So I'm like, uh, I was one of his legs basically. So I was like, I can do a lot of selling here, and then you know you can get whatever percentages you want. But I don't care to you know go down and and bring in anybody else because even if I bring somebody else, I don't feel like they're gonna sell anything. Right. So he's like, no, you really got to recruit people because apparently he wasn't going to make too much money if I sell things. He only makes money off the recruitment period. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, especially, and I think that's the biggest thing too because like the primary goal of an entrepreneur, generally speaking, is to sell things, right? Like you solve mm-hmm. a problem, you sell that, sell that solution. And so if you, being the entrepreneur, you want to focus on being a good seller, they don't want you to sell those products. They want you to be good at like recruiting. So yeah. it's it's very very clear that you did not fit in that group. Right? Yeah, you yeah. were very very clearly the outlier, which is good, right? Because you don't want to stay in, in some kind of organization like that. Those are just absolutely horrendous, man. I still can't believe that they're out and about today, but it just goes to show you that there are people out there who will do whatever it takes to make money. Mm-hmm. That's all they care about is money. Yeah, but, and it's. They are they're out there in droves. I don't really see them too much because I don't really hang out with to me people. I, you know, I do yeah. my thing. And but if I was in a a field or if I was in a position to see people in a broader spectrum, like let's say if I worked at you know McDonald's and I see new people every day, or you know what I mean. If I was in school and I see people a lot large group of different people, I'd probably get hit up more so for these things but I kind of stay in my own little bubble so I don't see them but when I had my shop they um somebody came to me like hey can I rent out your shop for x amount of hours I want to do these meetings and I was like yeah sure why not and then I kind of googled what he was doing I was like oh man this guy's in a pyramid scheme uh, yeah so, you don't want to be associated with that kind of yeah thing. no not at all yeah well this is a lot of interesting information man see it's it's funny because you know being young and being roped into a pyramid scheme like sure and then even being a little bit more mature we're talking about like three or four years later when i when i did the whole verve thing granted again i've never been part in terms of like being a seller for the company but i've always well the insurance one never never really worked on me mm-hmm. but the verve one i did in, in the end buy the product and i was you know fairly satisfied with it but it was just unfortunate too because i think about it now and all the people that i was with like they were all real cool yeah. They were all like in my shop mm-hmm. or, well, one of them wasn't cool. Like I, I met him later on, uh, like in another area, he was a total jerk. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, the people who invited me, like that was their house that they had this seminar and they were always really cool. And I remember she told me like, yeah, if you want, you can order it. I know you don't have a PO box so you can just have it delivered to my address and I'll just bring it into the, so- I'll bring it into the office and you can just take it home with you to the mm-hmm. barracks. And so I was like, this, this is great. You know, these are great, great people. It's a great community. And then lo and behold, you find out like once you can't be part of the community because in the military, you PCS. Right. And so there was eventually, I knew there was going to have to be a time when I was just going to have to leave. 
all of a sudden I'm getting attacked mm-hmm. for like, and I had no say in it. Like I didn't choose to, to PCS. I didn't have a choice. Like I got to go. Yeah. And that's when I realized, I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to renew my subscription because I can very clearly see that you don't see me as part of your community. You see me as a product, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, I am buying your services. I am just like a cash cow to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you sever ties, they all attack you. And it's not, it, if they were more cordial about things, then, you know, like you said, I, I, you probably weren't going to renew your subscription. But if you weren't, treated that way maybe you would have you know yeah. moved and renewed your subscription yeah it's but, entirely possible yeah but because they were so you know so callous about it it's like i don't think i want this anymore you know i'm done so I'll cancel it forever you know yeah all right well you got anything else to add to this um it's so much but you know i think we're ended here for today but there's a lot of stuff and um i think i'll go ahead and end it with um if you are not sure if you are being approached by MLM or a pyramid scheme. Two things you can question. What is it that you sell or you know how do you make your money? And what is the name of the company? If these two things immediately get uh, ignored or they try to like, you know, try to deflect smooth, it. Yeah, deflect it or smooth talk you, <clears throat> it's probably a pyramid scheme. If sense. they don't want to give you the information up front then it's probably a pyramid scheme. And also if they tell you to go to a seminar or meet somebody else who's like a millionaire. So uh, I'll go into more things to look out for and more questions to ask in a future episode. But for now, just kind of ask, what is the money making idea? What is it that's bringing in the money? And what is the name of the actual company? And if they, they're not going to tell you what makes the money. And as far as the name, they're probably going to give you like, let's say, Let's say the name is John Doe. Like, they're gonna be like, it's called John Doe International. No, I want the name of the actual company. Like, who do you work for? Who are your bosses? Because they're gonna just gonna give you some whatever name that they created for their branch of it. I see. Get the actual name. Get whatever it is that they're trying to sell. Get that. It's a lot of good information. I actually really enjoyed this episode. I learned quite a bit, especially now because I'll be on the lookout for these kind of things. Yeah. I haven't really been approached recently, but just in case I am or my wife gets approached in those situations, you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you all learned something here. I know I did. And if you enjoyed today's episode, if you consider giving us a like, maybe leaving us a comment, we'd love to hear your feedback. Also, I didn't mention it at the beginning of the episode, but if you'd like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so. We're at patreon.com slash summit podcast jp uh we'll be uploading our hiatus episodes over there for the five dollar patreons it's just a couple of random episodes where we just talk about whatever's on our mind totally unprofessional situation so if you want to just hang out and listen to us talk about whatever you can go ahead and do that do so on patreon but i think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode join us next time uh we don't know what we're going to be talking about but i'm sure it's going to be another interesting topic but until then my friends i will see you next time and keep on climbing